You're listening to the Slaying Self Doubt Podcast, where we empower women of faith to identify, acknowledge, and accept their doubts and limits and beliefs in order to give birth to their God-given purpose. Join me and sometimes some of my friends on our journey as we remind you that you are not alone. I'm Felicia Wallace, and together we will find our fears and slay them. Welcome back to another episode of the Slaying Self-Doubt Podcast. I am here with Miss Tiffany Huth Struthers. Hello, how are you? Hi, hello. I am well. Thank you so very much for having me and sharing your space with me. Oh, you are so welcome. So we are going to talk today about starting over and rebuilding your life. But I want to first just um, have you introduce, introduce yourself to the listeners and just tell them how you got started. Okay, so my name is Tiffany Huffstruthers, and I am affectionately known as your bounce back guide. And so through my business, my podcast, and uh, my books, I am ultimately helping women to rebuild their lives from um, the ground up after very challenging setbacks and showing you how powerful your story is to give God glory Mm. and also to make an impact and an income. Yeah. Okay. Impacting income. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh man. So that, um, so even right there, like I got, now I got to pause. I usually go into the very first question, but now I have to pause. So tell me a little bit about that. Just kind of like starting out, like knowing, so I love the name, the, the bounce back guy. And so as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, so this is clearly a journey and you're yeah. taking us through these, uh, these, these moments or these, uh, what do they call them when you're driving on it? What mile postal guy postal? Yeah. Yes, mile okay, markers. Oh, mile markers. There you go, child. I don't, I don't, I passed my driver's test, y'all. I want y'all to know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so explain that part, like being the bounce back guy. What does that look like? So, you know, for me, I can, let me first tell you that this was a role that God had told me was mine for some time that I did not really want. Let's start Ooh, there. We all, mm-hmm. go right. ahead. Come on, tell us. <laughs> Because, you know, oftentimes when we have a setback, when we face a challenge, we don't really want to dwell there, right? We want to sweep under the rug. We want to get ourselves back up real quick and get back out there so that nobody knows or so that we don't look like what we've grown through. But what I know for sure and what God has expressly made clear, and if if we want to get real, real with it, what the Bible is all about is people who have gone through things, who have grown through things, and the power of the testimony, yes, right? Yes, yes. So what I really help women do is to work through the grit and to understand that that experience is not for naught. Mm. So by you trying to be dismissive, dismissive of it, you may very well be dismissing your destiny. Come on. There is power in what God chooses to grow you through and it is intentioned for you to be a blessing to others and so i do the work that nobody else really wants to do the dirty work you Mm. know under the ground cultivating and helping you really pull out what um what lessons you've learned what experience 
lessons have transformed your life and then how you can use said lessons and experiences to really bless people and build the kingdom. Yes, yes. I, one of the things that um, resonated me, with me uh, immediately was that <laughs> you, you you was running from your calling, okay? Yes, and yes, um, everybody knows my story and they know that I, even when it when it was right in front of my face, I was like, nah, I don't think I want to do that, Jesus. I'm I'm good, right? <laughs> I'm yes. good right here, just kind of, and, and things happen that made you, make you end up he gives you no choice in some situations. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I love the way that even in you saying that you said growing through. Yes, because it's a complete perspective shift. Yes. Yes. Because we don't ever see it as, you know, it's of course now hindsight is always twenty twenty. Like we yeah. don't when you're when, when initially when you're in it, you don't right. realize you're growing as you're, you know, as you're going, going growing as you're going through right um but that perspective of that we are growing through these things definitely um it makes it feel less uh heavy i don't, well, don't want to say not heavy but um it it's almost like a sense of optimism you know like yeah to look forward to yeah just trying to get out of it exactly exactly and I think when 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 you said that for me I was just like man like how many things have I grown through right versus thinking about things that happened or happened to me or this you know this situation that that occurred in my life that you know you change because every situation everything that happens um to you or you know with you or whatever however you want to word it um there's growth in that no matter how big or how small and we oftentimes say like um what are you supposed to learn out of this lesson and you know that's how we encourage other people um when they have when they experience disappointments and and things like that um but being able to say that it's a that you're growing through those moments definitely i i definitely will say now like uh, you you gave me that. I'm going to start using that in my in my day to day thinking of yes. things that are happening to me or that I'm experiencing that I'm growing through it because on the other side of it, I, I will be better. I won't be how I started, you know, so. Absolutely. And thank it, you for that lesson very early on. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And, and I think a lot of times when we are in it, like you said, we as much as we don't want to admit it, we are like, why, God, why, why? Mm-hmm. why? And instead, I challenge you, I challenge whomever is listening to shift that question to what, what is it that you want me to learn from this? What do Mm. you different for me um, after this, God? Like, what is this doing to strengthen my relationship with you? Yeah, that, yeah. And that's a hard question to ask um, because um, I was listening to a sermon recently and they were talking about, you know, you don't want, you don't want God to it's hard for you to ask God to expose you or to stretch you or to show you you, right? Because we know we trifling, you know? <laughs> yes, yes. So you like, Lord, I want to ask that because then I'm going to I'm gonna have to really look at myself. And a lot of us aren't prepared to do that work. Like it's heavy, heavy work to do, um, to be, do the the journey of like self-awareness and um really trying to figure out like how you are why how and why you are who you are right now right um despite the experiences that we've gone through yes yes that's that's so good yeah so how has self-doubt showed up in your journey 
I told y'all, imposter syndrome is real. When I'm in those moments of doubt and anxiety, I ask myself, who's going to listen to you? Did God really call you to do this? Or, girl, ain't nobody trying to pay you to talk to them? These thoughts lead me to procrastination and being paralyzed by my fears and doubts. Throughout this journey of slaying my own self-doubt, I have some tried and true practical steps that have helped me and I would love to share them with you. Head on over to my website at www.feliciawallace.com and download the five ways to slay your self-doubt. Now back to the show. So (laughs) I'm going to try and make this the abbreviated version, but so I grew up the youngest of three children and um, when I was young, everything was quote unquote perfect. Like we were the picture picture perfect family, you know, Mm -hmm. my parents were married, homeowners, um, my dad was an entrepreneur and a plumber. My mom was a homemaker. Um, and then things shifted when the crack ex- epidemic came and my dad ended up addicted to drugs. Mm. My mom started struggling with um, mental health challenges. My sister was a straight A student turned teenage mom. My brother started getting engaged in like getting into trouble and was in gangs. And then I was just in the corner reading my babysitter's clubs books. And um so as everything was falling around uh, apart around me, when I would do well, people would pay attention to me. So I became addicted to achievement. And like you said about those mile markers on the journey, that's what I lived for because I knew when I hit another mile marker, everyone would pay me some attention, right? Mm. And so my parents always would tell me to my detriment later that no matter how hard I worked, no matter what I wanted to do, as long as I worked hard, I could do it, I could achieve it. And that was true. Everything I touched turned to gold, Mm. literally. They told me you will go to college and you'll, I mean, you'll make good grades, you'll get scholarships. I was one of the first black students in the country to get the Bill Melinda Gates scholarship. Um, They said, you, you know, you go to college, you get good grades, you'll get a good job, got a good job quote unquote, air quote, good job. Mm-hmm. Everything went exactly the way it was supposed to go until I got into my first relationship. And it was very early on a whole bunch of red flags. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like the stuff you've seen on Lifetime. Mm-hmm. But when it, you like, he ain't that bad type of thing. And the real, the real challenge with it was that I had become so addicted to success. I had had so little failure that I refused to allow said relationship to be a failure. Wow. Working in, I was in overdrive to make this work because how could I not, you know, succeed at this? Yeah. And once we had children, it was like, oh, how can I not succeed at having a family? Uh, But it was, it was a very tumultuous relationship. And when I finally realized that I was going to have to release it, if I wanted to live, um, then it ended literally in a bang. Um, so I ended up being shot. And in that instant, uh, my life changed overnight. I I ended up homeless. I was already struggling because of all of the things that had been going on with the relationship and me trying to keep up the facade of success. Mm. Um, so I ended up homeless, uh, you know, heartbroken. I was, uh, my children and I were in a 30-day domestic violence shelter. I ended up filing bankruptcy that year, just a multitude of things. And so ultimately, what what looked like, of course, overnight to the public, I lost everything and I had nothing. And I was at the very lowest point of of my life in every area of my life, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically, you name it. And this was really new for me. 
You know, I remember somebody literally seeing me once I was released from the hospital and I, I may have I may have still had a walker at this point. And um, so I was being driven around by my sister. And I remember somebody said to me, you used to make the paper like you fell off. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like how? Yeah. And so, you know, it was this thing of like this, you know, I didn't know it then, but what was happening again, I was growing through, I was unbecoming who everybody who had prescribed me to be Mm. from the moment that my children or my parents made me like the golden child because of everything else that was going on. And then I became his girlfriend. And then I became the mother of my children. I had completely lost myself, completely fallen out of touch with who God created me to be. And so was, I know now again, God's ordained plan in that season, I was literally consumed with self-doubt. And even though I knew there was more for me, it was very challenging, right? Like I was doing the work to get better, but at the same time, I was scorned. Yeah. And I just felt like I didn't want this to be my story. I didn't want to tell this story. I always knew I was going to be an author, but this was not the story I wanted to be my story. Yeah. And God made it very clear to me that if you don't write this book, you will write no book. Mm. And so, you know, I had to get over the doubt, but it was definitely a journey of recognizing, you know, that a lot of that doubt came from, you know, feeling like I would be exposed. But what I know now is that when you are able to and willing to call out and confront whatever fear you have, once you've conquered that fear, you don't have to worry about what anybody else says or thinks, right? You have to really conquer the doubt in yourself. And once I was able to do that, then I was able to consistently do the work to break down the doubt of, you know, facing other people, but I had to be able to face myself first. Man, first of all, I hope it was the right. No, yeah, it's okay. No, but thank you for sharing that because, um, yeah, I like, I'm literally over here and just like, what, you know, and like, being able to you know we we both said that we do some digging right (laughs) when we're uh you know doing these interviews or you know um connecting with other people and I mean you are the definition of not looking like what you went through like I there's no way like I would not have known that that was your story you know and so um the first of all just thank God for spurring your life because that could have gone all the way left right and 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 that just shows that he has a purpose for you and he purposed you for more right despite what it is you grew through right because that I, when you think about all of and I, and that's in every facet right like in there's some ways that you could think as i was listening to your story like even as a child and how you said you became the golden child right and like what was that god's protection Yes. Or knowing that he has something else for you and that he had to be able to put you in a space that you could not be touched. And so that was how you move throughout it. Um, And we don't realize those things until you look back. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Because I can even think back now now that you said that, like there were times where my my mom never drove. Okay. So when my dad left, when they separated, um, 
the the reason why I was a part of like programs and organizations is because there was always somebody who would come and say, Tiffany needs to be here. Mm. Tiffany should be a part of this. And I don't even remember how I got to those places, but it was always because someone saw a light in me. Yeah. And like you said, he was protecting me and moving me into those spaces that I needed to be in every step of the way. Yeah. We so often take his grace for granted. Oh man. How come on? Yeah, that's yes. And and the thing about it is, is that he also put people in 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 position um um of in, in your life to be able to say that this is where you needed to go, right? Um, because you're saying you don't even know how you got there, but somebody saw you, which means that he sent them to say, know her, you know what I'm saying? Grab her and bring her with you. And and the next time, know her, you know, and no yeah. matter what was going on around in that situation, he continued, you know, to cover you because he knew you were supposed to be here. Yes. Right. Um, yes. And that is just it, that it it is always amazing to me how he works because you you we don't see it when we going through it. We trying to figure it out and we like, well, I don't even understand how this all works together. Um, but it does. And I, I again, I watched a sermon yesterday that was like it all works together for his good. No, yes. even whether you can whether you recognize it or not, it all works together for his good. And that part right there, whether you recognize it or not, I was like the woman, <clears throat> excuse me, on that meme where it's like, God, show me a sign. And he knocks her down with the stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> that, was, I, that was me. Yeah. Well, you know, but the thing about it is sometimes we are so um, focused on what's, what's around us, right? And what is happening to us um, that we're we're not in, we're, we're not even connected to him to be able to know that it's from him, right? Like that, you know, that takes some time. And, and a lot of times it comes after whatever the thing is that happens that is like, okay, Lord, you, cause now we ready to get ourselves together. Now we like, okay, X, Y, Z, this traumatic experience has happened. And now I need to figure this out. Cause something, this wasn't supposed to happen to me or something. This just isn't right or whatever the case may be. And then you get connected. And then, then it's almost like this, this, I don't know, like, you know how you have cataract surgery and they take that film off your eye and people always be like, I can see, I don't even need glasses. Uh, (laughs) But now you can see how all the dots connect. Um, But you, one of the things that you said earlier, you were so busy keeping up this facade and wearing this mask that other people had given you. Wasn't yours to begin with. You were pretending to be who they wanted you to be. Um, And you actually took the time to focus on you and what he wanted you to be. Then that's when, you know, it all, it all became clear, right? That's when the film came off your ass. (laughs) But you know what, at that point, then the self-doubt came back again, because when I first started my business, when God first told me to leave my job, I was kind of already doing things on the side, Mm -hmm. but he began to give me nudges at first. Um, and then of course he had to drop kick me, but he started (laughs) with nudges that I was supposed to be, um, in marketplace ministry, right? Like he didn't call me to just start a business. It was to be a spirit led business. And I was just like, I don't really know about that. Like, yeah, I go to Bible college. Like I'm not, uh, you know, a master of divinity. Mm. I doubt it that 
I could do that? You know, like what if somebody comes to something I do and tells me, well, where's your credentials? Mm. Um, who gave you, you know what I mean? All yeah, of that. Oh, I know. <laughs> but the word says that he qualifies the call. Yeah. Call the qualified. But it, it was a very challenging thing for me to the extent that I felt like I was being tormented to what to do what God had called me to do. Mm. Like it was it was bad. It was yeah. Bad. No, and I think that you know, we talk about that often on, you know, on the show about like imposter syndrome and feeling like you're a fraud and and that self-doubt and that insecurity or those limiting beliefs will keep you paralyzed, right? Um, and what you just experienced, what you were experiencing is, is exactly that. Um, I've said, we, I can't remember what the episode was, but I was talking to somebody else about this and I was saying, you know, in, uh, Exodus, um, when God called Moses, Debra had every excuse you could think of. Right. Like he was like, I don't talk. I'm, you know, I'm too short. I'm not like, I mean, he literally, and God just kept showing him. Okay. So like, yeah. And and even as he, he, the thing about it is, is that there's multiple stories where people doubt what God has said to them or they doubt. And he doesn't just be like, oh, all right. (laughs) And walk away. Yeah. He, he still, he still, he comes back. Again, he's persistent. He is like, okay, all right, maybe let me show you this way. Let me show you that way. Um, and when when it it happens, now I always say in that story with Moses, you know, Aaron eventually showed up because God was like, you know what, I'm not fooling with you. He come Aaron, let him do it, right? And I'm just like, I, you know, some people are like, you know, sometimes you need to earn. I was like, I don't want no earn, okay? (laughs) Right, right. Because he asked me, he didn't. It's not that's not the vision for Aaron. It was the vision for Moses. He just was like, well, fine. But because he, I always looked at it for myself. Was like. If I continue to stay in this space of like, no, I can't, I can't, I can't, he will end up giving it to somebody else. And then what? But even in that story, he still used Moses, despite his doubt, despite all of those things, he still went on to fulfill his purpose. So, however, um, his doubt arose again at the end. And that's why he didn't see the promised land. Yeah. Mm hmm. You know, so it does, you know, it, it can come full circle, but it's interesting that you, what one of the things that you said was like, we feel like we can't. And while I was on this journey of really surrendering to the fullness of the calling that he had for me, one of the things I learned is, is, is that he took me through these four stages of learning to trust him. Mm. And the first stage was, I can't trust him. Mm. Right. And that's the stage where it's like, we got every excuse in the book for why we can't. And then we start to recall some of the things that he brought us through. And it's like, oh, I should. Right. But dot, 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 dot. And then it moves into, I will. That's when it's like, oh, the first of the month, I'll trust them. Or when yeah. I get my money right, I'll, I'll tithe. Or when them kids graduate, you know, all of those you things. You ain't never laughed. <laughs> to trust God. And then something happens that shakes us to our core and God shows out. And it's like, I must. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I must like, there's no other way other than me trusting him. But if we aren't being intentional and if we aren't building that relationship with him, we'll stay stuck in cycles of those first 
two stages of I can't, I should, I can't, I should, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And then we wonder why we are exhausted. We wonder why we're um, growing weary and doing good. That's why Mm -hmm. because you can't, you can't fulfill the call without the one who called you to it. That's the whole word right there. No, yeah, you are absolutely right. Even when you describe that, um, I always say that, you you know, with self-doubt, self-doubt is a journey. It doesn't just go away because as he calls you for more, you will have those can't will, uh, what'd you say? Can't will. Can't should will. Oh, can't should will and then must, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The thing about it is that... they will they will always come back up when he gives you something else it's just how long you stay there right like you can't you can't go back and be in the can't section for another eight months that's right (laughs) you should have enough you know even in that recalling you should have enough recalling that if if anything you just go to the should i should do this and and then you have to remind yourself you know the reason why because um, it, it just is there, but I think that that that's also the, the reason why I, yeah, I think it happens is I'm learning that it's because we're not doing this in our own strength. If you did it on your own, you don't have to question it. You don't have to trust in him, right? Like there's right. certain things we do without you get in a car you and you drive. You don't think about it anymore, right? Because now you've done it so many times that it's it's a habit. It is literally a part of, of what you do. You know, eating, cooking, like it's certain things that just happens. You do not have to put any thought process into it. It's just the, uh, but kids who just start out driving, right? You remember hands on the 10 and the two or the three and the six or yeah. nine, three, whatever the numbers are that you're supposed to do it. Um, and when you do that, you're you're you always looking out the mirror, you're making sure like you're checking everything, like uh, uh should I all it and now you get in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole process, and then you get to a point where you're on autopilot. You on yeah, and you don't have to even worry about that. And I'm I I will be grateful for the day that I get to that place, right? That when God calls me to do something, I'll be like, oh, all right. Yes. And then, <laughs> yes. And, and I ain't there yet. <laughs> It's a journey. It's a journey, like you said. Yeah. So what have you learned about yourself during this journey that you didn't know before? When I first started posting on social media for the podcast, oh my goodness, it was a disaster. I did not know what I was doing. I was guessing at everything. Then things shifted for me when I got introduced to three platforms that changed the game for me. I started using Canva for my graphics, caption writing for my captions, and Wave for the audiograms. Seriously, if you go back to the beginning of the Slaying Self Doubt Instagram page, you will see the transformation. If you are in the process of branding or rebranding yourself, I recommend you try out these platforms. Canva has hundreds of templates that you can choose from to design any type of post you desire. Caption Writer allows you to create and save your captions with the perfect line breaks and even lets you add different fonts. Wave helps you create snippets of your content to share with your followers. They have closed captions and those cool little wavy lines. If you're interested in trying them out, click the links in the show notes to start using them today. Now, back to the show. That I didn't know before. You know, I learned... This is probably the biggest journey that I, or excuse me, the biggest lesson that I learned. So anybody who sees me knows that I wear glasses. Anybody who knows me knows that like, I can't think without my glasses. Like I I don't see well, right? But I have, have vision. 
I I have mm. this gift to help other people get clarity. And so while my natural vision is not good in the spirit, I can see things. And so that just constantly reminds me that even though what I see in front of me doesn't look good, doesn't mean that it's not. Wow. And it looks like nothing is working. God is still working. And yeah. I know that because like, I'm telling you, if I don't have my glasses on, we're not going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if I wake up and I'm down to my last pair of glasses and it breaks, it's like, a, it's an, it's a natural like it's a natural emergency, like yeah. down, but he has given me that gift. And it's like, God has such a sense of humor um, in that way. But that lesson in and of itself has, has taught me so many other lessons. Hopefully mm. that came across right. No. Yeah. I totally understand it. It is um, when you, when you talk about that and you talk about vision, um, even in being able to, that's trust. Yes. Absolutely. That is trust in him to being able to trust that he can see for you. Right. Again, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother level that, you know, all of uh, most of us, well, I know I'm not there. I'm not there yet where you can really be able to put your full trust in him and being able to discern that it's from him. Because a lot of times, even when you, you find yourself in spaces where you're not sure whether or not it's yours or his, (laughs) <laughs> right and you like uh did i say that or did but is that from him is that is that sure are you sure and those are the moments where i have to ask like okay lord i need you to be very very clear make it plain i need clarity i need it in my face so that i know it's from you because otherwise i'm gonna think i i i came up with this you know what i'm saying yes and you know i used to do that a lot and god told me that like Tiffany, stop praying prayers of procrastination. Ooh. Like if you know that you know that you know, then move. Quit asking me for something that I already answered you on. Listen, I don't need you to come for me on this <laughs> on this podcast this evening. You okay. God, he done already told you. You want him to tell you eight, nine, and ten, and you still haven't done one, two, and three. Yes, yes. You gotta move. It's you're not waiting on him. Wow. You know what? So we're just going to end this episode. <laughs> Listen, please know that I don't have it all together. These are lessons that I continuously learn as well. But I think it's so important for us to be able to have these conversations because otherwise we suffer in silence. We think yeah. nobody else is dealing with it. Nobody else is struggling. And that is totally not the case. Yeah, I know. I, I totally agree with that. When I first started this, it was so many people that I, you know, I, I definitely felt like I was by myself. And there's so many people that's like, oh, you know, um, I, you know, I suffer from the same thing. I have self-doubt. I doubt. And I'm like, where y'all, where was y'all at <laughs> when before this came, before this podcast came out, before I started sharing it, but I, they were digging in line for when you showed up. Well, that's what I have. I have this. Exactly. I have realized that that's what he was preparing me for for this that's moment fair. right and yeah. so um even when he said you know share the podcast i was like i don't want you know people ain't gonna come on here to, to tell their stories and talk about this they're not gonna want to do that and i'm like i have been so blessed by being able to have these type of conversations with other women who are as open as i am and as transparent to be able to say no i want to share my story because they understand the importance of it right um absolutely i yeah. know you very um very um transparently that one time I said you know why do I always got to tell my business like 
he was like, you ain't got no business. This is all let it go. This is not about you. Yeah. Ooh, yes. That right. And see the and, and and that right there is what ends up happening. That's how we get derailed. And that's also when the self doubt comes in. When you are thinking it's about you. When you, especially when you know that you know that it is a God thing. When you know that you know that you you did you're not here by accident, and that He you know, intentionally picked you up and put you right in the spot that you were in. Um, it, it is the, I, I remind myself when I have those moments that, you know, that that's some audacity of you to even think that it's even about you, that now you're going to let your own fears and your insecurity stop you from doing something that ain't don't have nothing to do with you anyway, because it's as quickly as he gave it to you, it's as quick as he can give it to somebody else. And then what happens? Then you're going to be like, oh, wait a minute, Lord, I was working on it. I was... I was on my way to doing yeah. the podcast or doing the interview or whatever it is that he's called you to do. And then you like, Oh, um, you know, my bad. <laughs> and then right. you see it somewhere else. And I'm like, Oh no. Nah, mm -mm, mm -mm, and you out the burden in somebody else's blessings, holding up somebody else's. Listen, breath. right. That come, come on now. So, um, let us talk about starting over and rebuilding your life. Y'all know the story. This podcast was an assignment from God that had my self-doubt and limiting beliefs telling me that nobody would listen. But you, yes, you, kept showing up every week to listen to this podcast. And because you keep showing up, so do I. If you enjoy this podcast and would love to support me and future episodes, please consider making a donation by simply purchasing me a coffee. If you would like to donate, click the Buy Me A Coffee link. Now, back to the show you first I'm just enjoying this conversation so much you know so yeah I want to talk about that what does what where did that come well clearly from telling your story I can tell where it came from yeah. um but how did that become um a part of the Tiffany Huff experience so again you know God starts these things way back and then they come full circle for us and he just be sitting back like look at her she ain't even know it <laughs> right <laughs> So one of the things that I used to do, and I, I started this in high school, is I became the person who either was responsible for everybody's resume writing mm. and everybody's obituary writing. Oh, wow. I don't know how it happened, but it was like God building me up and people don't recognize how much it takes to really write a strong resume. It really is like a life coaching experience, right? Mm. You're full so much out of the person. And so that's really where it started. Somebody would lose their job. Somebody would get laid off, you know, whatever the case would be. And, and it just became a trickle effect. Like friends, it started with friends and family and then their friends and then their friends. And so it, it became like a little side hustle that um, I was doing. And that morphed into, you know, other conversations and coach-like relationships. But ultimately, I just... I, I was becoming a coach before I even knew what that meant. Mm, mm -hmm. And after the experience, after everything that happened to me, it honestly, I mean, I know this sounds so cliche, but it all came via divine download. It all came via the divine download. And it was not, like I said, it wasn't like I was like, 
um, completely surrendered to it. I kicked and I screamed and I scratched and I fought not to do things, but it was, it's so clear to me now that it was innately, like it's a natural gifting that God has given me. And so after I got on the other side of everything that I went through, I realized that there was no space for the woman like me who had grown through something and who was still on this journey and trying to strengthen her relationship with God and was needed somewhere where there were like-minded women, needed somewhere where she could be challenged, but also encouraged and and vice versa. And so God gave me the idea and I I started um, a live in-person twice monthly um, coaching group. And it was called Coffee and Clarity. And it would be on two Saturdays a month. It was theme and topic based. And basically it was a live group coaching um, deeply rooted in the word. And that just morphed into so many other things, but that was, well, actually before Coffee and Clarity, I was doing vision boarding workshops all of the time Mm. and being, you know, hired to do them or I was hosting them. So that's kind of where it started, but it was one of those things where like God would give me a divine download. I would do it just to pacify him. And then I would go back to what I thought I wanted to do And with Coffee and Clarity. That's really when it started to be consistent. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I just want to interject this here um, because the very, so I'm sorry. So in January of 2016, my dad died and that was a huge turning point in my mm-hmm. life. And so probably from April to July of 2016, God was telling me, and I was schedule coffee and clarity and cancel it every month from mm. April and in August of 2016 I was like finally going to do it and wouldn't you know I woke up the morning of and I had a flat tire and I was like it's cool I live in the suburbs but there was a bus I could catch so I was like I'll just catch the bus because I'm gonna do this today miss the bus Mm. and so I have a friend who lived about 30 minutes away she was like you gonna do this on today she came and picked me up and then drove me in a different direction 30 more minutes so that I could be at that session and don't you know she and I were the only two there Mm. and so I share that story to say do not despise small beginnings yeah because She and I were the only two there, but I held that session as if there were a room full of people and every session thereafter, the attendance doubled or tripled Mm. so much so that after like six months, I had to get a new space. And then after two more months, I had to get another space because it was just growing. Wow. So when God like gives you something, just go for it. Just trust them. One person know that that's the one person who needs to be there. And that one person could tell a thousand. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that um, a lot of times what that also shows is that there was obstacles, two different obstacles, actually. Well, three, the the tie, the bus, and even your friend having to come because you could have called your friend back and said, never mind, right? Oh, I tried um, to tell her just, I'm a cancel and she was like, not on today. Oh, see, and- and, and She might be on the porch. I'll be there and I'm on my way. Listen, and that is that uh, the importance of having your village, right? And having yeah, your yeah. people and your support who are going to push you in those moments where self-doubt actually does um, kick in or when imposter syndrome fear whatever it is you need those people around you that are going to be able to say I got you I'm I'm a whole space for you or get you to where you need to get to so you can do your work right um because if you 
sometimes we try not to think about it, but had you not gone, the question is, would you have gone the next Saturday? You might not have, right? Like you might just like, yeah. And so it was even in that small beginning, that was enough to get you going, right? Like it was just, it was just enough um, to be able to get you in a, in a space that you were like, okay, I can do this. Like this is, this is, and then, and and then what did we talk about earlier? Like stuff just becomes easy and it becomes um, a part of like who you are, but you not knowing that that is preparation. Yes. Right. For what it is that God has for you. Absolutely. And after that, it really just grew organically. So um, the natural progression from coffee and clarity was me then, um, teaching this this um group coaching that I do called the power morning and it's all about the power of commanding your morning it's something that I was personally doing Mm. and and one day I went to I was going to Target and it started pouring down raining and I was in the car and I started crying and I was just like God I don't know what I'm doing it's copy and clarity and I ain't making no money and I don't know and he was like Tiffany use what you have and I was like I gave up all like God I don't got nothing else and when I tell you that he literally downloaded the power morning into my spirit, like I created a workbook and I had this, and I mean, I'm just in awe of God. Cause I know in my own mind, I can't do all this stuff. I don't even know. People are like, Oh, how'd you come up with that? I'm like, I'm like, I don't really know. Yeah, no, because it's so again, it's, it's those, mo- it's, it's the surrender. Right. And it's the connection and it's the intentionality behind it. Right. Um, I, I've had those moments where it's been like I was struggling, right? Trying to figure it out on my own. And the minute I surrendered and just was like, okay, God, whatever, whatever you're trying to have happened or whatever, yes. it comes with ease. And then you be like, how in the world? Did- now I've been trying to do this for nine months and you gave me nine in nine minutes. You gave it all to me. Is that, is that what we about to do? You know? And, but once you have that clarity and you, um, or you have that connection rather, and he's able to give you the clarity over the thing. That's again, when you, you move, right? Because a lot of times you can get stuck right there. Like, Oh, he gave me enough or he's now giving me what he wants me to do. And then, then what we do, what you say, um, what I was saying, like, then you go back and like, are you sure you want me to do this? Are you sure this is, this is the next thing? Because, but if you ask for it, he gave it to you now move. That's it. My pastor always says that the key to obedience is speed. That's right. Immediacy. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have no choice. You have to do it. Um, and so as we're talking about, um, the power of commanding your morning and, um, starting over and rebuilding your life, what, what is the Tiffany health experience? What all do you, um, do you offer? What all do you do? Y'all, becoming a full-time entrepreneur isn't for the faint of heart. And sometimes I get so wrapped up in building this business that I literally forget about basic things like grocery shopping. That's why I started using Instacart. Instacart is the go-to service for quick and effective grocery delivery. Now, I know what you're thinking. I don't want people shopping for me. I don't want nobody touching my fruit. Trust me, I know exactly how you feel. I used to be the same way. But when I think about the effort it takes now to go grocery shopping, No, thank you. When you are a customer of Instacart, you select your groceries from the store of your choice. Then a personal shopper does the shopping and delivers it right to your doorstep. You cannot get any better than that. If you have never tried Instacart, trust me, you will not regret it. Click the link in the show notes and get $10 off your first order today. Now back to the show. 
So I offer one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching and the premise of most of the coaching that I do is really, again, helping women understand that when you have so much that is a mess, you have to start um, with being famous at home first. And this is the way I usually the concept to get people to understand why I teach this. So think about when you have a hula hoop, right? Mm -hmm. You have a hula hoop, you're best able to keep that hula hoop up and going when you have control of yourself and what's inside of the hula hoop, right? Yeah. If you bring another person in there, if you got your purse, you holding your cell phone, what's going to happen is the hula hoop's going to keep falling and you're going to keep bending down and getting back up and bending down and getting back up. And then you're tired and you're still stuck in the same spot. Mm, mm. But if you're willing to focus solely on what's happening inside of the hula hoop, right? The things that you can control, then you're able to hold it up longer yeah. and then move to the next thing. And so being famous at home first um, for me has three levels. And the first level is the foundational piece is famous at home with God. That means you have that relationship with him. You're connected with him. You know who he's called and created you to be. And you're very clear on what that means you need to be doing. Right? Yeah. And then the second level in order for you to carry what he's giving you to do forward is famous at home in your body. You know, the word says the body is the space where the Holy Spirit dwells, right? Yeah. So that means not only what you're eating, not only what you're seeing, but also where you going with your body, how you're caring for your body. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't do what he told you to do. Come on. Yeah. And then the third level is literally famous at home in your home or over what he's giving you dominion of, be it your children, um, the space where you live, you know, if you're on, um, if, you know, if you're married or you have a significant other, really focusing on stewarding well what he's entrusted to you. After you get that stuff together, then you can think about, then you have the clarity and you can discern better what it is he wants you to do outside of there. But that's what's most important. You can't rebuild your life by simply saying, oh, I need to go get a job. Mm. Or you'll make money, but there's so much going on internally that even with that money, you will find yourself in habitual cycles of feeling like you have failed. Come on now. And the problem is now that the work that I do is not necessarily something that you can post on Snapchat or Instagram, right? It's that inner work and it's yeah. But if you do it, it makes a world of difference. And so the power morning, which is, is what is, oh, excuse me, which is what I use to teach women to command their morning is a morning ritual, which allows you to take this concept of being famous at home first and really building out the one thing that you have control over. Again, when I, when I got shot, I was bankrupt. I was homeless. I had two children, one of whom was an infant, right? I learned to walk with my son after getting shot. Mm. And so I had so much mess that I needed to deal with, it was overwhelming for me to decide where to start. Yeah. But when I could wake up in the morning and have control of my morning and create that space for myself, create that space for God, then I felt more empowered to do what was to come after that. Mm. So power is an acronym. And I tell people all of the time, if you don't have a morning ritual at all, if you could start with the POW, it will make a world of difference for you. Yeah. 
The P is for prayer, which is pretty self-explanatory, right? Mm -hmm. Um, The O is for opening up or meditation. And the reason why that is so important is because prayer has to be a a conversation. Pray and then you give God the time and space to speak back to you. Now, I'm not saying that every time you meditate, you are going to hear from God. But if you're meditating on his word, if you're creating a space for him to come in, Mm. you don't know what will happen. Mm. And then the W is for writing, which is journaling. Yep. This is not like journaling to write a bestseller. This is literally you emptying out those things that are on your mind or those divine downloads that he gave you during meditation time, whatever you have on top, get it out. Yeah. The E is for exercise, really self-explanatory. And this is not, you know, running a marathon in the morning. This is doing something to, you know, move, offer your gratitude yeah. to God yes, mm. and get your body flowing as you did, you start your day. Mm. And then the R is for reading. And I strongly encourage people to make the reading the word or a devotional at least. And, and so what this does again, is it builds a new habit for you when you're beginning again, or when you're in a new season of your life to really prioritize your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself first. When I teach this course it's for 21 days straight and it's at 5am because for most of us as women, we already have a million things to do as soon as our alarm goes off Yeah, it's going to require you to stretch so that you are creating time and space for yourself before anybody else is up in your house, before you pick up your cell phone, all of those things. It's, it's you and God first. Yeah, no, that is so, I, I love the acronym. Um, and I, I love how it all goes together. Because when, as you were saying it, I was like, do I do, I do that? I, yeah. I, and even when you, so the openness, right? Um, yeah. And that being still in order to be able to hear him, a lot of times we aren't, we don't, we just go to him and we just be like, okay, Lord, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. You know? Oh, and thank you. Um, but I need you to do this. And then let me know about that. And then we get to moving. That's right. And then you, then, then a week ago by you be like, Lord, I prayed for this last week. And he, if it's a one way, con- it's not a conversation. It's That's one, right. you, it's just a, what a monologue or you just telling him something. You're not praying. Um, you're just telling him something. And then he, he doesn't have this. The, you're not giving him the space or the invitation, like you said, to be able to, um, download on downloading you and to be able to, for you to be able to hear so mm-hmm. that you know that whatever the next thing you're doing is even from him to begin with. Yes. And so that's like the first half of what I do. And then on the other side of that, um, I really work with women to, you know, help them understand the power of their stories mm-hmm. and like I said at the beginning, make an impact and an income. And that could be whether you are using your story in the form of a book, um, a business, it might be a career shift that you make. It could even be you serving in a different capacity because of how, um, you've been impacted or your journey, but really recognizing the power of your transformation and the fact that, you know, God didn't, didn't bring you through it for you to keep it to yourself. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. That's a word right there again. (laughs) 
Like he, you're right. We are. I say it often on here that um our obedience is connected to somebody somewhere. We are all connected, and so if we are not doing our work, it does not allow for other people who need to hear that story, who need to be impacted by, who need to be empowered, who need to be um to know that they're not by themselves. If you continue to keep your story to yourself, you know, like, and you don't, you we don't know who we will impact until we open up our miles that is it exactly because I cannot tell you how often I've had people say things to me and I would be like oh like you listened to that oh you read that <laughs> oh you know because I'm literally doing what God is telling me to do yeah but you don't know you know one of one of the scriptures that I held on to when I was growing through all of that stuff and that shelter and everything was Jeremiah 1 5 my dad taught it to me so long ago I don't even remember when he did Mm. but one of the things that God told me when he was beating me up one day was (laughs) I told you I formed you in your mother's room I told you I appointed you a prophet to the nations I didn't tell you what nation Mm. you get to pick that wow I I decided that before you even were pushed out. Yeah. 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 And so I had to learn that like, while I'm like, oh, I don't want to tell that story. Oh, I don't want to be the domestic violence girl. Somebody needed that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, and even in, in in what you're saying that like what resonated for me was is that we we like you said we want to pick and choose what we're willing to share, mm-hmm. and we want to decide the it, we don't want the the part that's going to make us look vulnerable. We don't want to share the part that's going to make us look, shoot, even trifling, right? Like, yes. depending on how, how you act, right? Like, you're like, I ain't trying to say it. I ain't trying to share that part, Lord. Like, I don't want people to think, because one of the things that I remember when I was, um, I shared on here, when I wrote down my my um, fears and what I was afraid when God was asking me to do this, um, was that I was afraid that my character would come in question, because I knew who I had grown into be. Right. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not her. I'm, that's not me. I don't, you know, I, I don't move the same way. Right. Um, and can I, can I tell you this since I've been not one time, not one time has my character been in question. Um, because God will protect you from those things as best as, you know, um, and when you're moving in his, 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 in 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 alignment with him right yep. and so then even those people that i may have thought would have said something they that part doesn't come up it's the it's a it's the what you're doing right now and they're able to see like dang you know even if they had a thought that like you know she was this way or this is what she'd been through what what they can see right now is the light that god has in you in your purpose and that is what people um rally behind that is what people yeah, is so drawn to mm-hmm absolutely yes oh man tiffany this was such a great conversation like you blessed me a couple like i was literally over here writing stuff down like okay lord i always say and i know my listeners are probably like she say this every time but it's the truth the i am so clear that when god when whether i reach out to somebody or someone reaches out to me i'm always like god if this ain't from you let me know i don't want it like i will i have i have something that says thanks for coming out god bless and good night in a very nice way (laughs) for people who reach out to me so that i know that like this is not in alignment but i when i tell you once god says yes that that person yes that woman i know that whatever it is that 
is shared on the during these interviews is is for me right like you've said a couple of things that was confirmation for um conversation that we had that I know how I received like I know how I received from him and it definitely is through confirmations from other people so I just want to thank you for allowing God to use you to talk to me <laughs> well I, I again I thank you for sharing your space for me and allowing me the opportunity to share and I'm blessed to know that you've been blessed so that means that my work for the day is done yes ma'am yes yes <laughs> so how can people connect with you people can connect with me all over these internet streets at the <laughs> Tiffany Huff and um, via the podcast, which is on any platform where you're listening to Slang Self Doubt. Yes. Able to <laughs> listen to the Bounce Back Blueprint podcast. And um, yeah, those are the best places to get in touch with me on all of those places. You can get access to my website and my email and all of that stuff. That is awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany. I will make sure all that information is in the show notes. Um, I hope that y'all were blessed by this conversation because I already told you I was. Um, and I am just, th- thank you again for sharing your story and your journey and for what you're doing for women who um, need need to bounce back. And 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 I, I um, um, commend and honor you for being obedient because it's very bye, easy bye. to be like, now nah, I'm good, Lord. I'm gonna just go over here and keep it safe. So likewise, I it was completely my pleasure to share. And like I said, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to share this space. And I like you said, I pray somebody was blessed because I certainly was. Yes, thank you. Yes, ma'am. All right, y'all, that's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to share, subscribe, rate, and review. Remember to head over to Facebook and Instagram and follow me at Slaying Self Doubt. Oh, wait, don't forget, go to my YouTube channel and watch this episode. And remember to press the subscribe button. Until next week, see ya.